Welcome to LJN Radio. I'm Tim Muma, and on this edition of Technically Speaking, we take a look at a company that took the construction industry more into the digital world and also making an impact of its own. We're going to speak with Ryan Sutton G. He's the Chief Operating Officer of PlanGrid, and he's going to give us some insight into their role and their plans as they look to move forward. Ryan, thanks a lot for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me on. I want to start off really just by having you give us and the listeners a quick rundown of what PlanGrid is all about, sort of the basic purpose, and how you would describe it to people. Yeah, sure. Basically, what PlanGrid is is a way for people that work uh, in the construction industry, whether that's architects or general contractors or subs, uh, whatnot. Instead of having to deal with piles and piles of paper you know, plans and specs and schedules and what have you. Mm-hmm. Instead, they can just upload everything to our website and then they can connect, you know, an iPad or an Android tablet and just view all that information there in the field. And also that everyone on the team, you know, construction projects can often have hundreds of people on them. Sure. So all get to work on the same documents at the same time all out in the field. So what happened or was there some sort of reason that the idea of PlanGrid even came about? I mean, you're talking about obviously something that in the industry people use all the time. Was there something that really spurred on this idea and for you guys to start the company? Yeah, I mean, basically the founding story is, so my background is in construction. I studied at Sacramento State out in California. I studied construction management. Then after I graduated, you know, I was working out on a construction site and I've always kind of been into computers and, and sort of been interested in that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're kind of a young person in the construction industry and you're sort of tech savvy, it doesn't take very long before you realize that there's a lot of improvements that can be made right. um, to kind of get everybody uh, to be working more efficiently. And not that the people in the, in the site are, are totally clueless. It's just that, you know, there's not a lot of, in the tech scene, there's not a lot of focus on the construction industry for whatever reason, at least not when I first got started. So, for me, the big thing is, you know, dealing with all these plans, um, me and my co-founder, Tracy, who I met at Sac State, we were both dealing with, with so much paper that it was unbelievable. Tracy was on a hospital job where a budget just for printing stuff out was like a million dollars. Oh, my gosh. Which blew my mind, right? Yeah, that's insane. Um, and then I myself had this job where, you know, we, we were on a rail job um, with no streetcar out in Seattle. And, you know, you'd have several sets of plans scattered across several mile line of track. And every time a new set of plans came out, it was my job to scramble all over the site, find everyone's plans, and then literally leaf in paper and chase everyone down, which seemed crazy to me at the time, because the way that you deal with any other document is on a computer and right. through, through the internet or through email. So when the iPad came out, it seemed obvious to me that, you know, oh, hey, now we have a way we can like digitally do plans in the field, I think within... I came out, I think, in 2010. Um, and so within a year, we had been working on the company as we found our, our other two co-founders, the software folks. And that's sort of the basic idea. So basically, I was dealing with the problem, and then the iPad came out. It seemed like it was possible to make a solution. Sure. So we founded the company. So I'm guessing a lot of people listening are having the same thought I am is, why do you think nobody came up with something like this earlier? I mean, with everything going digital, as you said, I mean, like, as you mentioned, we're talking 2010. We're not talking 1995 or something. Why do you think there was just no push for this at all, or it seems like anyway, no interest in the digital side? Yeah, well, it's funny because people have been trying to digitize plans for a while, okay. but the reality is, is that like before the invention of the iPad, they were just were not that useful, right? So people would try, I and mean, at the time they did have like laptops that were designed for the field, sure. but you know, they, they weren't connected to the internet and they were really crazy heavy. 
Um, so heavy, in fact, that they would sell like special back-mounted straps so that you would be able to carry the laptop with you. And it was kind of like a joke. It was just not really any better than paper, even though people had tried it. So okay. it was really the invention of like the first mobile tablet, which was the iPad. Right. But now there's tons of them, Android, that, uh, Android tablets. There's tons of those. There's several different varieties of iPad. But it was really that that was required to make it usable. Just kind of like how, you know, we had sort of smartphones forever, but mm-hmm. before we had the really nice touchscreen one, you couldn't really make like all of these apps that we now see. Playing Grid is kind of like just the construction version of that. Sure, sure. Can you take us through a little bit how you go from just having the idea to actually creating a company and what the process is there? Because I know we have a lot of people who listen who, you know, they're interested in being an entrepreneur or they are involved in smaller companies. And I, I'm just always curious to hear what that process is like. There are several different ways to do it. Um, obviously, kind of the one I'm most familiar with is kind of the Silicon Valley way right. of doing things. But basically what that is, is for the kind of thing that I'm doing, which is making a productivity tool that helps businesses. And so the question of like how to make money off that is, is sort of obvious. You know, you make something useful, it saves them money and then they pay you money, right? So <laughs> the process we went through is like, okay, here's this idea. One, and we need to find the team that can make it feasible. So mm-hmm. in our case, it was like two construction experts and then two software experts. And then we had to convince them well, the four of us had to convince each other that this was worthwhile, <laughs> quit our jobs, and to work on it, and to build a prototype. And, and once we did that, I, was, I guess this was around November, or really October or so of, uh, of 2011, then the kind of thing you do in Silicon Valley is you just kind of try to meet with investors and pitch it to them, and, and hopefully they give you enough support so that you don't, you know, hopefully you don't run the savings before you make your prototype and actually get enough funding to, to sure. do yourself, basically. So in, in our specific case, we went through this program called Y Combinator, which is a sort of somewhat famous, at least in Silicon Valley, sort of investment group. They're the guys that, you know, did the initial investment for, you know, Airbnb or Dropbox, among other names. When we took our prototype to them, they thought it was very promising. So they gave us enough money to get started. Okay. And then after that, you know, once we, we had a more fully working thing, we were able to sell to customers, make money, have enough traction to continue to attract more investment and more revenue. Well, I mean, you give us some nice background on it and kind of where everything came from for Plan Grid and how the, the process started. Why don't you break down a little bit further some of the functioning of uh, a Plan Grid? You know, how do people, companies use it? What sort of technology is involved? Just give us a little more insight into it, just so people really get an understanding of how it is used and how it is a benefit. Yeah, sure. I mean, I would say we have a lot of different kinds of users. Two main ones are architects and general contractors. Okay. And basically what happens, you know, on a construction site generally is that, you know, let's say you're, I don't know, Target, for example, and you're going to build a new store. So what will happen is you'll hire a bunch of architects and then, you know, and engineers, and they'll make a set of construction documents, right? That will describe the fault of the building. And then you'll need to then distribute that to the people that are actually out in the field, right? Mm-hmm. So on a big job, would have before required printing out multiple sets of paper, but that you would scatter around the, on the site so people didn't have to travel far to look at them. And people would then refer to those things and they would start working on it, right? So the way Plankton works instead is you just take that set of documents that the architects and engineers have made digitally and you upload them in directly into Plankton Grid and then you pass out iPads hmm. to as many people on the site that would need them. So that's architects, general contractors, engineers, it's supervisors, right. it's Field workers, it's carpenters, it's like everything you can imagine. But then anytime they have any questions about what to do, they can pull up plan grid, look at the plans. And if they have other questions that they need to have asked of the supervisor or the architects, right there on the plans, they can make notes, send them out, get feedback, get new versions, 
you know, get work orders, things like that. So it's kind of the nexus for all of the information that is needed to build a building out in the real world. Very cool. And I think people can understand, you know, the, the basic benefits of that. And as you mentioned earlier, the cost that was involved with the paper and, and kind of the inconvenience of all that. So I think that's good. What sort of feedback have you received from people who have used it, uh, others who maybe investigated a little bit? What's kind of the, the feedback you've been getting? You know, the feedback has been fantastic. Basically, ever since, you know, we um, launched the, the product, I guess, our first public release was in March of 2012. Okay. We've had so many people that, are, that have started to use it and really love it. I think we have over like 10,000 customers now. We're over, run over 200,000 projects. This is kind of surprising to me. We have over 20 million unique sheets of plans oh, nice. um, in our system, which is actually, as far as I can tell, it makes us the largest like digital repository of building plans in existence. I mean, there's still so many more plans to get, but it just right. has never been a place that would centrally collect them before us. So the feedback has been fantastic. I think the one thing that we hear a lot our customers and from our users is that with old paper plans, it was really, really easy to like not get updated to the latest set. And so you get in a situation where you build off something old. Though that sounds like not that big of a problem, it turns out, you know, when you build a door in the wrong location and you find out later and you need to move it, you know, there's no <laughs> undo button in the real world. And so it will cost three, four, sometimes even 10 times as much to correct it than it wow. would have to build it right in the first place, right? You had to destroy sure. the wall tear out the old door, put in a new door, it changes the schedule around, probably the guy that did all the painting has left the site, et cetera, et cetera. So mistakes are very, very expensive in construction. Mm -hmm. And you, when you're in a hurry and you've got a lot of people working together, all from different firms, it's, it's really easy to do it if you don't use a system like PlanGrid. So that's consistently the feedback I hear from our customers all the time, how much money we would save them by preventing mistakes. Sure. Now, in terms of future plans, uh, you know, you talk about obviously the growth of the organization and, and how people have been use, utilizing it. And uh, do you have any future, I don't know, endeavors or ways that you can keep things fresh or keep improving the product? The general sort of mission of the company, uh, PlanGrid, is that we are, we've got smart construction people that are tech savvy that want to make really great tools for construction workers and for architects and for engineers to get their job done. Back when I was in school, my professors would show this sort of like famous two photos of what a construction site looked like in 1970 and then what it would look like, you know, at the time I was in school, it was like early 2000s. Right. And they basically, you couldn't tell the difference except that, you know, like the fashion, the fashion was different. <laughs> like the fashion had changed more than the tools had. And so, you know, now, you know, you see every other industry gets to have access to all of these great new tools, software and, and, and whatnot. I think it's only fair that the construction industry has a team of people working to bring them, you know, the latest and greatest stuff to make them more and more productive every day. So we've got a lot of things that we're working on, lots of new features for Planger itself, and eventually more products and, and just more things to help them help them do their job better. I think it's clear people can understand the impact that it's made on the construction industry. Do you see any other sort of ancillary benefits or impacts, uh, maybe going into other industries or somehow affecting the construction industry in a way you didn't expect? Or, I mean, kind of give us an idea of maybe things that, you know, you didn't necessarily plan for, but you're kind of finding is a benefit. Right now, I mean, there's so much work to be done in construction that we don't, we don't really have any plans to focus on other industries. Okay. But one thing that, that I would be excited to see is that we hear from our customers um, that we save them tons and tons of money on projects. You right. know, we, we did a case study, um, you can find our website if you want, where we saved the hospital a couple million dollars over the course of their project just because nice. they didn't have mistakes. And, you know, they're able to not have to print out plans. And so what that means is that the people that bought the hospital saved $2 million. And so the hospital was cheaper. And they, they didn't even adopt us until sort of halfway through the project. 
what I would like to see eventually is that, you know, construction is cheaper because it's more efficient. And so houses are cheaper, hospitals are cheaper, schools are cheaper. Hopefully what that means is that we'll just get better buildings uh, and more of them. So that's, that's really what, I, what we're trying to do at PlanGrid. I think that's a great perspective to have. And uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. If you have that saving, you pass it along and it sort of trickles down. I think that is a, a nice impact that you guys can have with that. We are getting close to our time. I did want to ask this earlier. We were kind of talking about it, but I wanted to bring it up here at the end. Just the emotion that goes into it or what went into it when you and your group really decided, hey, we're going to quit our jobs and we're going to try to start this company up and we're going to see if this works. What sort of emotions did you go through then? And how do you feel now about really the process and and where you're at? I remember pretty distinctly when I told my boss that uh, I was turning my two weeks notice that I was going to, you know, start to work on a a software startup. And my boss was like, you know, optimistic, but clearly skeptical. (laughs) And I was like, oh God, I hope we're doing the right thing. All four of us sort of were going through that, that sort of same, we all sort of huddled together afterwards and had the same kind of story. But, you know, I will say that in the United States in general, and I think in the Silicon Valley specifically, there's just a culture that encourages you to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone kind of looks at you like you're crazy, but crazy in the sense that you know, you're going to work on something that's going to be hard, but never, you, know, you never know, you might get to be successful. So we never had any stories of our families not wanting to disown us um, <laughs> or of our friends you know, not thinking we were losers. So it was very supportive from everyone we had met. And I think that's one of the things that makes you know, this country and, and more specifically this area so fantastic is that it is a place where you can do something a little crazy uh, and quit your job and then you know, try to make something new that you know, will make you know, the world a better place in, in, in the small way that you can in, in what you're working on. So looking back on it now, we have so much more work to do. But given how the company has grown from four founders to over 130 people, we're at least some level of success, so we have a long ways to go. It's, it's really fantastic that I had the opportunity to do this with my co-founders. So, yeah, I couldn't be happier, and I encourage everyone that has an idea to at least give it a shot, um, and you never know what might come out of it. I think that's very well put and a good place for us to close out the show today. Ryan, thank you very much for joining us, giving us some of the insight, not only into the company, but also the process of, of what it's like to go through that. I think a lot of people do enjoy hearing those stories. So I appreciate you coming on the show. No, thanks for having me, Tim. It was, it was great to talk to you. Once again, that was Ryan Sutton G of PlanGrid. He is their chief operating officer, sharing some of his stories, not only of the company's growth, but also what they are looking to do within the construction industry. If you'd like to get in touch with us about this show, maybe you have some feedback, you can send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at the LJN. And you can always find all of our shows on iTunes. Just search LJN Radio in the iTunes store. Thank you once again for listening. I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.